Welcome to episode 11 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. I am your podcast host and producer, Haley. Now, do you remember Catherine from episode 5? Well, today we are talking to her husband, who we know from her interview is known as Sir Lunchalot. If you want to listen to her episode, I have a link to it in the show notes, but here is some background on the name. Where we fall down is where there's a lot of you know, travel or... Sickness. Sickness, <laughs> yeah, or um, out-of-hours functions. Like, right, yeah, work. Breakfasts or yeah, um, okay. dinners that my husband has to go to. He does seem to eat out a lot. So lunch a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah. I've been looking forward to this interview a lot for a few reasons. Of course, I love to hear from working fathers... And while I'm still finding my feet with interviewing the blokes, it is a great opportunity to get the other side of the picture. But also, I was interested to do my first husband and wife combination. And I know Catherine's been waiting very patiently to hear some of the answers in this episode. But also to talk to someone who is in a fairly senior leadership position in the organisation. Someone who has the opportunity to take the lead in their workplace when it comes to culture around working parents and the dual responsibilities of work and family. I've had a pretty good run so far with the technology that makes this podcast go, but I must say this episode has been one that's given me a few issues. I've worked through those issues, but you may notice the sound quality in this episode is not quite as good as I would like it to be. And like my last episode, I was battling nasty throat issues, so my voice sounds pretty sketchy. Bear with me with the poor sound quality and the poor voice quality. And here is my interview with Sir Lunchalot. So let's start with a very big question for any working parent. On a scale of newborn to teenager, how much sleep are you getting? Uh, certainly uh, a, a reliable eight hours. A reliable eight hours. And, and it's it would be more, I think the kids are independent enough to look after themselves uh, to yes. permit a bit of a sleep in. Yeah, all that stuff would be nice. Yeah, so it's not like they're um, two or four or yep. six or something like that and still waking and needing help to go to the toilet or yeah. um, yep. teething problems and those sorts of things. They've yep. got a, a level of independence to them. Yeah. Excellent, no, that sounds good. So, who are the people in your family and how are they occupied, as in with work and school? Uh, so, I have two uh, two boys, two children, uh, 10 and 6. Um, so, one's in year 5 and one's in year 1. Uh, and my wife, who works um, part-time. Mm-hmm. And yourself? And I work full-time. Yep. Okay. So, what are your parenting superpowers? Parent superpower. It is something that you provide to your family that no one else does. I think it's uh, a bit of a combination. It's probably nothing that I provide in my own independent right. Yeah. I think. I mean, you know, apart from a father being a father figure to his children, my mm-hmm. sons, 
Um, I think it's probably the combination of what my wife and I provide together. Okay. Which becomes the superpower. Mm-hmm. It's not that I have a, a single ingredient. Sure, Which is sure. not complemented without her, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that was a good answer. We haven't had an answer like that before. Mm. So, what would you say your wife's parenting superpowers are? So, I mean, I guess I think, um, again, it comes back to the combination of both yep. of us. So, um, you know, she's certainly the, the one who's around the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess, you know, in, in the absence of me, then there's a greater affinity towards me yep. sometimes. So when sure. I am around, so the, the boys want to spend more time with Dad. When because, you're there, Because yeah. I'm not there as much. Yeah, it's a bit of a novelty. And so there, there is that aspect to it. Um, but at the same time, I think it comes down to, it's a framework of expectations and behaviours that we try to put in place. Yep. Um, it's making sure that the uh, the kids, I guess, we're trying to get them to grow and develop independence. And so uh, the framework you try to put in place around them for that, um, giving them the opportunities to um, make a mess and make mistakes, but know they've got to clean it yep. up. Uh, You know, it's actually really quite nice sometimes, and and this week is actually a pretty good example, um, first week back at school. But every morning when I've been waking up, I hear the the clatter in the kitchen. Yep. And it's the kids getting their own breakfast. Oh, nice. Or they've already done that, and now they're starting to pack their lunchbox. Yep. And, you know, when you've given them that freedom to try to do that themselves and not sort of be the helicopter kind of parent or mothering and sort of around them so much, uh, that sort of just starts to follow on I think yeah uh, sure you're starting to reap the rewards of yeah, yeah of the work that you've put in to be uh, perfectly honest in, in terms of just fleshing that out a bit it's it's like a show like MasterChef okay um, where, where both of our boys it have to be their favourite show mm. uh, yeah, for yeah. them to watch uh, to the point where my eldest um, will quite happily go and make a cake or make some ice cream yeah. make no, I don't mean getting ice cream out of the freezer yeah, I'm actually yeah. making the anglaise and putting it in the churner and setting yeah, it yeah. up and um, that kind of thing um, my wife was ill a couple of weeks ago and my eldest um, actually came home and made um, um, spinach and ricotta filled ravioli for her for dinner <gasps> very uh, nice as a 10 year old yeah um, well done and so that you know that level of of um, giving them that extra sort of um Scope of freedom, I suppose, yep. um, helps do that. Now, my wife is much better at doing that than I am. It's, it's, um, you will have to listen to her episode because yeah. we yeah. do talk about that. So, so when, you, when you talk about superpowers, um, you know, I, I think she is much better at empowering the children to be yep. independent than what I am. Sure. And I'm probably the one that's a bit more <laughs> mother henish. Mm, um, yep. which I'm sure if she heard this, she'd laugh at. Yes, uh, she would. Yep, she's laughing right now. Yeah. Okay, so how is the childcare managed in your household? Who does what when? I work full time, uh, and my wife who works um, part time. Mm-hmm. So she's um, uh, nine days a fortnight. Mm-hmm. So every second Monday is uh, essentially or in notionally a, um, a day at home. Yep. Uh, and then she works reduced hours. Yes. And so I um, do the school drop-offs, and then she will do the pick-up. I, for my work, travel quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it and it might be where I, I sort of have to come home tonight and say, by the way, I'm off to you know country X next week. Mm. Uh, and then of course it's my wife's uh, quite a significant amount of stressors in in our relationship, but yep. also her ability to do what she wants to do at work. Yes. Yeah. So, that's right. Um, you know, she uh, sort of bears the brunt of all that. Mm. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and so we struggle with that. 
Yep. Um, that's that's a, I think a reality of of having two working parents, mm. um, and um, where both of our jobs and our professions have different demands on them. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm um, we've kind of moved into a different phase at the moment, but um, yeah, I was in that similar position to her, mm. where I was the one that was home yep. um, and trying to uh, drop off three different kids in three different places yep. alone before school and, and kindy and yep. whatever. Um, and, yeah, it is, it, it's a tough gig. And also um, when you're saying about the children kind of favouring you when you've been away, um, I always found the transitions between husband being here and husband being away and coming back can, can be quite difficult. Yeah. Like with expectations <clears throat> of they kind of get a, um, a sense of what the... Uh, what part of the course is with mum and then dad comes back and he's yeah. a bit different yeah, yeah. and they can kind of use that a bit to their advantage and so we always have these transition periods when one when my husband's gone yeah. and then when he comes back again just to kind of get back into our flow that we've we've just lost for a little yeah. while we uh, we certainly had that i was uh, i spent 8 weeks uh, overseas a couple of years ago mm. and uh when i and so you know my wife you know, took the full brunt of everything for eight weeks. So I guess her sort of life came to a standstill for the eight weeks because uh, I wasn't there. And then, of course, I've come back and the response was almost, you know, you've interrupted our rhythm. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she had set something up which worked for that period of time knowing that I wasn't there to pick up any slack. And then, of course, I've come back and yeah. um, interrupt, <laughs> interrupted that workflow. So, but then, you know, you continuously adjust against mm, that. Yeah. I guess the other thing is, um, you know, just playing on the Sir Lunchalot um, angle to it is, uh, you know, a fair bit of my work, um, again, with the volatility and flexibility in, in having to be in certain places, you know, there are early morning starts where it's breakfasts or there are yep. lunches or there are late night dinners and things like that. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, it's, it's part of my work. Um, but, you know, that's where my wife sort of bears the, the brunt of a lot of that. Mm, yeah, it has quite a, a big impact on, on her. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, I love Christmas where the kids would say to me in the morning, which country are you going to today, Dad? Yeah, OK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's tough. <laughs> So with uh, how you're organising your family, um, is it something you feel, feel you had the ability to choose or is it something that's been thrust upon you, whether from expectations or financial pressures, just logistics? Uh, no, I think it's been something... I guess my, my wife and I always try to make sure as much as we can that it's a, it's a team yep. effort. Uh, and so I guess as part of the team... You know, how is it that we're trying to manage the demands in, and, and certainly from the point of view of always trying to put the kids first, I yep. suppose. Um, you know, I think in the in the order of priority of, of the kids versus me, and when I say me, I guess, you know, read my work. Um, you know, my wife is certainly the sort of sore loser out of all that. She's sort of bottom on the on the list. Yeah. And uh, so that's why, you know, it is the one that she, she misses out on um, uh, a lot of the other extracurricular things that she might like to do yep. after uh, after school hours or working hours. So, you know, from the, the notion of giving and taking and trying to coordinate something which puts the kids first but still enables us, us to pursue our professional yep. um, challenges or professional endeavours, whichever, whatever they want to sort of be for us individually, uh, it's really come down to trying to structure things around uh, with those goals. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so it's not... Um, 
it's not necessarily trying to sit there and say, well, you know, we both need to be, um, you know, working 12 or 14 hour days mm. every day to make ends meet or um, because we're trying to strive for some professional goal. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit of a balance, I think, between those things. Uh, yeah, definitely is what a lot of people talk about <clears throat> is the balance between your professional goals and yep. family and, the, the, and just the, trying to make things work as the, well as possible. The one the one big thing for both of us that enables it to work is that neither of us work shift work. Okay, yep. So, you know, there is a, a very big you know, flexibility in, in the, the office hours, for yeah. a better way to describe yep. it. I mean, I, I sort of joke and say, you know, with laptop and telephone, we'll travel kind of, uh, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, because, you know, I could be... In my office at home, or I could be in my office at work, or I could be in a airport lounge somewhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I can still do what I need to do. Yeah, that kind of um, flexibility that yeah. technology affords us. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be wrapped on the knuckles if I don't get into the office until 9:15. Yeah. Versus 8:45, or fill out my timesheet um, to know that I've got to be paid my yeah. hourly rate to make ends meet. That kind of stuff. So, uh, if it, if if the it was. Um, the, the sort of boot was on the other foot kind of thing and that was the life we led and we yep. both had that rigid um, you know nine to five structured every day mm. uh, it would be very different yeah sure so with the uh, organisation that you have the strategy that you have for family and work what do you think works well what do you feel like when, when something happens and you go gee I'm glad we can do this or I think this um, is great that we are able to do this yeah, um, I mean, I guess we school hours are kind of structured. Yes. Um, and, and the Monday to Friday work, as much as I talk about it before, as, as being flexible, it's still structured. Yeah. Uh, so really, where it comes into, I think, outside of that is what are we trying to do in a social aspect? Yep. Uh, who are we spending our Monday to Friday evening with, evenings with, or who are we doing things with on weekends? We've got certain sports commitments on on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. for one child, and then other sports commitments for the other child on Sunday mornings. And yep. then now the younger child is just starting something on Sunday afternoons, and then of course there's training on Tuesdays and training yeah. on Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, and so those pressures start to come in because you know outside of, of school, you know mm-hmm. you want to support and encourage that, but it comes at a price or a cost, which is you know, enabling, you know, making sure you can actually do it in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, there's no question at all that there's other things that we would like to be doing on weekends, but we don't do them because we, yeah. need, we need to be you know, around to, to do the, the sports drop-offs and sport pickups and things. Yeah, yeah, and, and volunteering and yeah, exactly. in the way and that's, that's required. Yeah. yeah. But the, the life skills that, that hopefully is teaching the kids yeah. is, is around commitment and teamwork. Mm. And once you've made a, a commitment to the team, you turn up for the team, um, being physical and active and, and yep. thinking about things outside of your ABCs and times tables and so on. Sure. Um, trying to make that rounded um, individual, I suppose. Yep, sure. So are there any downsides with the way that your family works? The downsides, I think, and again, I'll, I'll, not just because she's listening, but I will come back to my wife on this because, uh, you know, she does miss out on a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and there's been things where... You know, uh, even in the past where I have said, look, you know, we'll make sure that, you know, I'm home on those nights so you can go to you know, yep. meeting X or book club Y or yeah, whatever the case yep. might be. And invariably sort of have to come home and say, by the way, I have to travel next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly uh, looking back over the last couple of years, you know, if anyone's missed out on doing stuff, yep. then it's, it's certainly her. 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 my sort of one salvaging point there is that I remind her of is that, you know, I'm not out doing social stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and so I, I've I've got to travel because it's it's for work, or I've got to go yeah. to this meeting or this yeah. dinner. Yeah. So like you're at the pub work. all the time. Yeah, I'm not at the pub. I'm not at the casino. I'm not, you know, um, you know, the summer nats in Canberra or something like that. It's it's one of these things where, um, you know, it is it is a work commitment, but it comes at a cost of her. Yeah. Um, not being able to do some sort of pursuit. I must so. say, your name is Mud at book clubs. <laughs> Reasonably often. I can imagine. Yes. Doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, but it is... Uh, I mean, there's things that I would I would like to do. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, it's whether it's a reflection on things that I feel that I might have missed out on in my own childhood. Right. Um, you know, learning an instrument properly, yep. piano, guitar, learning another language... Um, you know, those sorts of things. And I always have this idea in my mind that it would be great to do it with my kids. Yeah. Uh, but then the re- practical realities of Yeah, like, of like a weekly lesson. In the ideal world, would like to be there more to enable my wife to do those other things that she wants to do. I, I guess I don't get to do them myself either. Yeah, uh, sure. And in my own mind, it's like, well, you know, I'm kind of happy to write that off, I suppose. And yeah. Have that as a... Yeah, chalk that up as Regret something when I'm that. Regret sixty-five or something. <laughs> oh, see, see, my my dad's a bit the same. Where he says he regrets. I learned to play the guitar. He's now and he's bought himself a guitar and all right. music to try and learn yeah. because yeah. it's something he's always regretted. So you've got a while to go <laughs> before it's too late for that. Yeah, I mean, I spend a, a reasonable amount of time in my car, and I always joke that I. Um, get into the car with a post-it note of the people I've got to call yep. just to sort of maximise my efficiency for work if I'm driving. And uh, I think to myself I should get one of those, uh, you know, learn a language. Learn a language, learn a language yes, to drive along. And practice my Mandarin. The cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you think your family's next step in the evolution of work and family life will be? So I think, uh, you know, our kids, as I said at the start, you know, they're, they're 10 and 6 time flies, so it won't be long before they're, you know, 15 and, and sort of going on 12 and yeah. so on. So you start to get into the greater level of independence then, them yep. getting themselves to school and coming home and an adult around. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I guess what I'm sort of half hoping and expecting going forward in the next few years with that independence uh, comes that we, you know, both my wife and I get a, a level of um, greater flexibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess for my wife that would and would essentially mean um, going back to work full time. Mm-hmm. But then also being able to, um, pay, you know, look at where she has positioned herself professionally uh, and, and her mother's actually a good yardstick for, yeah. I think, um, how she played it well. She was able to um, not lose momentum yeah. during that sort of, child rearing sure, yep. era uh, and I think that's the trajectory that my wife is on as well yeah yep yeah so when it does <coughs> reach that point she's in a very good position yeah her work's challenging enough and it's engaging enough but yet at the same time I think you know in the ideal world if she had more time then she would be saying well I want to take on the next tackle or the next challenge yeah yeah sure or even you know if it's other study or those sorts of things yep. yeah yeah so in your family's paid work environment do you feel your family responsibilities are well supported that having children is going to impact yeah. um your ability to be at work sometimes yeah i mean i think uh you know technology is a wonderful thing mm, yeah and so uh that that is that is assistive yeah uh you know things like home delivery for shopping yep. and whatever it is 
Uh, and so, you know, there's you know, undoubtedly a higher cost that comes with it. But if it's you know ten or fifteen, it's a pretty good ten or fifteen yeah. dollars well spent. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, you know, those sorts of things we we take advantage of. Um, you know, we try to um, uh, leverage those things, I suppose, where we can. Yep. Uh, you know, we have um, uh, a cleaner that comes in every couple of weeks, and up until um, my eldest son. Um, bought himself a lawnmower. We used to have a uh, a garden guy that come around and cut the grass and those sorts of things. So I sort of half joke to to my wife when we have these discussions around our life balance. Uh, is you know how much more of it can we outsource? Yep. Yeah. Right. Because she gets up and goes to work, and I get up and go to work, and the kids get up and go to school. And there's those things that you need to do to keep the house going, like keeping it clean and in order. Yeah. Like making sure there's uh, food in food the fridge. In the fridge. Yep. And like making sure the gardens are presented and so pay someone to clean our house. Yep. I come from a family of, you know, my dad was the guy that brought home the bacon yep. and um, earned the money. And uh, my mum, when she uh, first uh, had, had kids, then, you know, she didn't work. Yeah. Have a, have a, um, she did little jobs on the side here and there, but it wasn't a, you know, a proper employment. It wasn't her, so yeah, life or career type work. Yeah. Describe it, yeah. And so, but, you know, that, as, the, as the, the homekeeper, you know, then you know she did all the um, inside jobs, and yep. you know my dad did all the outside jobs on the weekends. So our weekends were, you know, gardening and cutting grass and pruning trees and yep. you know all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know you'd, they'd never have thought in their life, even if fast forward, you know, three decades where it was possible, which it is now, to do online shopping. Yeah, they wouldn't even think to do it. No, no, because that's you know, right. You know, that, why would you do that? Because you you know that's what you do on. The, that's what the stay-at-home mum does. It's, yeah, that's why yeah. they're staying at home. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Inconceivable. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I guess if if you look at the people that you work with, um, do you feel like they have a good understanding of the impact having young children has on your ability to work? Yeah, I guess. So I'm in a um, in a in a leader leadership position yes, in yeah. my in my employment my job, and so I guess I. Uh, purpose. I, I don't try to hide because of my kids. Yep. Uh, I guess I, I try to make sure that the outputs of my work are um, uh, the example of my productivity or represent my productivity, the outcomes of of, um, of that profession. Yep. And in doing so, try to work with as my colleagues to make sure that they feel empowered yep. to do the same. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't, as a manager, I don't sit there and watch the clock and make sure everyone's in by nine and gone by five. Yep. And it would be setting the wrong example because I'm not like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but I do get my stuff done um, and, and collectively as a group it's to a high standard and, and so the, the leadership by example point is that, you know, the, the message to them is that so long as you're getting your work done... Done, yeah. Um, and I understand that, you know, little Johnny's sick today so you can't turn up yeah and, and rather than getting annoyed and frustrated about it as some managers or bosses might be it's it's understanding their situation as yeah. well because you're yeah. going through it in your own right you know yeah it's interesting what you're saying about being open about some of the impacts that it has because what I hear a lot of women saying is that they're quite the opposite because it's seen as maybe slacking off or not not doing what they're meant to be doing they try and hide and like purposely don't have uh, pictures that their kids have done up on the walls so they don't want to be seen as that kind of person yeah. and playing that kind of role. So, yeah, I guess it makes me, it makes you wonder if that's a bit 
self-fulfilling if if women are kind of approaching it that way then that um leaves less of an opening for other women to then kind of be open about some of the impacts that it has it's a bit like smokers and non-smokers right yeah the non-smokers are saying well why is that smoker taking an extra you know 15 or 30 minutes a day to go out and hide somewhere and have their cigarette um the the sort of kid people with kids and people without kids so you know why is that yeah. person slacking off just because they've got kids yeah um, and so there's I mean you're always going to get those sorts of um, um, negative comparisons I suppose mm. um, but you know even even for us uh, and you know it's it's you know Touchwood largely passed it I guess at this stage of our kids' lives yeah but. Certainly when they were much younger and in childcare, you know, everyone knows the first six months of childcare, you've got yeah. every bug that's going around. Yeah. And so you probably spend more time on sick leave than you do actually yeah. with them. Yeah. And, you know, as part of just trying to balance my wife's work and my work, you know, the ideal situation was, well, you've got the first day off, I've got the second day. Yeah. Yeah. All that um, practical. Yeah. So, so the, the sort of um, point that we negotiated or bargained was that um, if the kids needed a day off, that she would take the first day yep. every time. Okay. Well, most times. Um, and then if they need a second day, then that's where I'd start okay. to come in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. Trying to, try to happy, have a happy landing spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's those, um, uh, uh, just setting the, the tone, I suppose, that, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed that you've got children. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think it's, um, I mean, it is so really, really important that leaders are doing that. Um, and that's what, you know, the, the kind of experts are saying that. Yeah. Um, people in leadership roles need to be uh, walking the walk um, yep. to show the the people that um, they're leading that mm. that is okay. You know, I'd, I'd send a, a circular email around to my team saying, look, I'm not in today because yep. I'm child X or child Y is sick. Um, yeah. But feel free to email me, and if, me or something. Yeah, and if someone's just, you know, in your team and just had their first child and are, are doing that first six months mm. of childcare, they're going to feel a lot more comfortable with your yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well done. Very good. So in the scramble of work and family and life, have you had any funny or disastrous moments? Uh, there was one example just, uh, it must have only been maybe two or three months ago, where we both turned up oh, to, nice. to the pickup because oh that child felt well yeah, loved I, that day didn't they? I couldn't for the life of me remember who was doing what and um, as my wife would happily tell you we live by our calendars yeah and I looked in my trusty calendar and it wasn't there if it was I missed it and uh, so there we were we both turned up to the sort of after school meeting spot to, to yeah. pick the kids up so is your version of family um, and family and work anything like you thought it would be before you had children? Uh, you know, it's a it's a really um, interesting question to try to answer because you know, in my in my life, uh, particularly through my studies or professional career, I've always had an expectation. I've always mapped out yep. precisely uh, what it was that I wanted to be doing and by what age and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then when you throw kids into the mix like that, uh, you know, we had we we always knew that we wanted children but yep. you know I come from a family of two kids and my wife come from a family of three kids so do we have two kids if we have three kids yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know what about the gender balance and those sorts of things and so I think probably from the time we started uh, trying for children then you know the sort of track of where we happened to live overseas at the time yeah. and uh, and how that fit into what we were doing with our 
careers and which country we were going to be in. Having a child thrown on top was quite a higher level of, yeah, of, yeah. of challenge and disorganisation, I suppose. Yeah. I think the other other part on top of that was um, both of the children were born premature. Yes. And so, you know, that throws its own challenges in there. Yeah. Um, thankfully, um, you know, they were both born at quite a uh, decent size or weight. Yep, yep. Uh, so they weren't um, sort of in a, in a um, overly bad... Um, yes, yeah. They were both, you know, well over two kilograms each. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you compare that to a lot of the other kids in NICU and school, yeah, yep. um, you know, they were certainly at the heavy end of town. Mm. And at that age, size matters. So, yeah. uh, you know, going through those challenges, those sorts of things, trying to, to work through what the new routine becomes. Yep. Uh, you know, and how you balance all that sort of stuff in again with work. Um, you know, my wife had taken the larger part of the maternity leave, so mm-hmm. I sort of tried yeah. to structure mine where I was taking the leave once the kids were out of hospital. Okay, yeah. Uh, rather yeah. than taking it once they'd been born. Yes, so, yeah. Well, I imagine if they are kind of spending that bit longer in hospital, yeah, it does become a bit um, not the best use of your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's those sorts of things. It's... Uh, uh, you know, the fact that we've got two boys, uh, you know, there's always that, you know, do you go back for a third to yeah, get yeah. the girl? Uh, and, uh, you know, I sort of, uh, as much as my wife sort of challenges this thinking, but, you know, my view was that we've got two happy, healthy children. Yeah. Uh, they just happen to be boys. And uh, the the challenges, I guess, we went through with a, a couple of miscarriages and um, sure, yeah. um, the children born premature. Yeah, it, say, well, it's you, not always an easy part. Do you really want to go back and roll that dice a third time? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me it was, you know, let's not try and tempt fate. Let's just, yep. you know, be happy with what, and thankful for what we've got. Yeah. And, um, and that's you know, essentially where we've landed. Sure. Okay, um, so what advice would you give to a person or a family who is about to enter the stage of work and family life? Uh, yeah, so it's, um, I think there's a, a couple of um, steps that I would sort of, I guess, focus on first, which is trying to make sure there's open um, and, and regular communication. Yeah. So, you know, before the, the kids sort of come on the scene or a child comes on the scene, have have the discussion as to how we're going to manage our time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's not always um, an easy conversation, especially when you're talking about, you know, people's professional careers and yeah. um, their, own, their own goals and challenges they might be looking to, to um, set for themselves. Yeah. But, you know, I think understanding and talking to others that have gone through the experience and say, well, you know, tell us about, you know, exactly sort of podcasts like this where you can start to have an open conversation and discussion around different people's experiences because, you know, whatever worked for my wife and I is not going to be the same for, mm. for the next couples. But, you know, regardless of that, I think it's that my wife and I keep coming back to when we uh, hit speed bumps in the road with our relationship, um, either the family or just between the two of us, is um, the notion of teamwork. Yep. And uh, you know we're 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 part of a team, you know. And uh, if there is a, a speed bump or a challenge that's you know met, it's it's not to the individual to hit it and, and manage it. It's you know part of the yeah, team. Yeah, sure. So how do we yeah. address that as a team? And you know, how is the team gonna work? The team's with, gonna work it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, one person will might have to do some more heavy lifting than the other, or takes the hit in terms of sick leave, or you know whatever the the circumstance or example might be. But if you if you set the the ground rules, you know, yep. so again coming back to you know, regular communication and yep. um, open communication, and set the ground rules for how you're going to operate as a team, 
there and I think that can start to stand you in better stead. Yeah, I think that is a really good point because I think what I find is that it is often assumed that the woman will take more time for parenting and kind of step back from that career more, but it's not necessarily explicitly decided or um, considered. And on the surface, it all feels like it is going okay and they are okay with that arrangement. But then a few years down the track, you get deeper down that path and um, suddenly they kind of go, well, wait a minute, I didn't really choose this. We just kind of did it because... Kind of fell into it. Kind of fell into it because that was the default. But just falling into it means you don't look at the individual's skills and uh, career ambitions and going... Okay, how does that fit in with this plan? And I think often, yeah, the answer, if you look at it as mapped out as in what we're trying to achieve yeah. individually and together, often the path you take would be different. Yeah. But because those discussions aren't happening, it kind of gets years down the track and you're like, yeah. I kind of feel a bit stuck in this role because it's part time and that's its over redeeming quality that's why I'm here um don't really feel like I've got a lot of options um because those discussions haven't happened earlier try and have the conversation early yeah 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 and that's um you know that's what what I say to people as well um is to have that conversation read some stuff because there is some great resources books and um podcasts and whatever about that kind of stuff so that's kind of what I say is just kind of get try and get as much of this information as you can yeah. because once you have that information about how people do approach it then that, that kind of leads into that conversation yeah. but i think it's um using those sorts of information resources as a framework yes um not yeah. following them prescriptively because, oh definitely because yeah. whatever works for one's not going to work for the other and those sorts of things so it's trying to take the, the key themes away from yeah that's right it is definitely an overriding theme of what I talk about with the people I interview is that there is just such a broad range of things of ways that you can do it Um, and really any of them are okay as long as they fit Mm. with your family and what you're trying to achieve there's no well there's very few wrong answers and really it's okay it's okay to be doing something that feels different to your friends your your friends families and um, even if it feels like you're a bit out of step that doesn't mean it's wrong yeah and we've got I've got uh, I guess I'm fortunate enough to still have friends of mine that I went through kindergarten with yep uh, and then friends from primary school and friends from high school and friends from university and friends from work. Yep. And if you look at their family units, uh, regardless of what professional trajectories they've gone on to do, um, every one of them's different. Yeah. You know, my mates from high school, you know, I catch up with them, you know, tomorrow, like, you know, I haven't, you know it's been a, you know, a week since I've seen them kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yep. Um, even though it might be years, and yet you can just you, you quickly observe how how that family unit's operating yep. is so remarkably different to yeah. ours, yeah. which is again different to you know, someone else's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you know that that sort of take it with a grain of salt and, and make sure it's fit for purpose for what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's all my questions. Thank you very much. Okay. Perfect. No problems. Thanks for having me. enjoyed this episode can you please share it with a friend 
If you go to www.headofaconfish.com slash SirLunchalot, you'll be able to play this episode, but also there's some buttons to share this episode via Facebook, Twitter or email. If you'd like to make sure you get the new episodes of this podcast as soon as they're released, the best way to do that is subscribe in a podcast listening app. The instructions how to do that are at www.headofaconfish.com slash subscribe. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but on the podcast website, I've created a list of podcasts that I think you might be interested in listening to. Head of a Codfish only comes out once a fortnight, so there's a lot of time to fill in with other podcasts. I've recently updated the list. So if you're on the lookout for some new listening material, go to www.headofacodfish.com slash podcast list. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you'll hear from me in a couple of weeks. Bye.